Thank you for listening to a Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. If you need any information about our church, or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at praisechapelkingman.com. We love you and we praise you and glorify you. Lord, you alone are worthy, God. Lord, you alone are worthy, God. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You are welcome here, Holy Spirit. Flood this place with your presence. Flood this place with your presence. Touch, God, I pray. Father, I pray that you would heal bodies right now. Lord, those that are sick, those that are in pain, those that are struggling, I pray, heal right now. God, I declare healing. I send it out, God, even as your word tells us in Psalm 107. You sent your word and you healed them. Lord, we send the word right now and they're healed in Jesus' name. Jesus, you are the word. You are the word. You became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld you as the only begotten, full of grace, full of truth. We love you today. Father, I pray for everyone that's lost in this place that they would have an encounter with you, Jesus. The love of God would be poured out on this place, oh God. The love of God, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God that bankrupt heaven.
lift you, our God. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are our healer. You are the great physician. We lift that name today. You are Jehovah Shammah, Lord. You are the Lord that is there. You never leave us or forsake us, oh God. Lord, you are always there with your righteous right hand. You lift us up, oh God. Lord, you lift us up with your hand, oh God. You are Jehovah Shalom. You are the Lord God, our peace. You are the antidote to all chaos. Every storm must surrender to the God and the King of Peace. The Prince of Peace shall reign in our lives. And Lord, we are there. going to happen, how it's going to happen. 
God said, I am your God. He said, I am in control. And if you will lean not to your own understanding, but you will trust me, everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. And that's where I want to be, church. I, that's, that's where I want to be. I want to be in His presence. I don't want to be, I don't want to play church. I, I've done it, man. I, I've been to church. I've been to a lot of them. A lot of churches. And I just, I want Him. To be honest, quite honest with you, folks, I don't want church. I want Him. I want Him. And you know, we've been talking about in the last few days or last week we began actually we've been talking about the power and the presence um, of the Holy Spirit discovering the person and the work of the Holy Spirit and last week we we looked at that and what we've discovered so far and I want you to hear I'm not going to talk long that's why I left the worship team on the stage what we've discovered so far and what we've done is we've we've introduced you to this amazing helper this wonderful counselor, leader, and, 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 and teacher, this comforter, the paraclete. And we've discovered that he is much more than some mysterious entity hiding out in the shadows of the church, only revealing himself to the very awkward and the very odd But what we've discovered is he is the one the Father promised would come. And that he is the one that Jesus said he would send. Are you hearing me? He is in every way God living in us and through us. That is who the Holy Spirit is. And it's such a wonderful thing to know That he is the one that is going to take us to a deeper and deeper and deeper level of encounter and intimacy with God. So I say to you this morning, don't let this opportunity for a deeper walk with our Father in heaven to pass you by. Don't let preconceived ideas or misinformation or the propaganda of the enemy pull you into a place where you will miss all that God has for your life, especially His Spirit. Listen, church, every day I encounter Christians that are living without the fullness of all that Jesus has provided them. They're living their Christian lives. They're good people. They are genuinely saved, but they are living so far beneath what God gave them and what God paid for. What Jesus did on the cross was not so that I'd get the privilege of white-knuckling my way through life. (laughs) Jesus said, you're more than a conqueror. He said, you're the head and not the tail. You're the above and not the beneath. You're never in the end. So often we accept so little. And the reason we do is because for some we just don't know. For others we've, we've been told lies or we've been told information that's simply not true because there's a great 
spirit of fear that wants us afraid. We buy in more to the power of the devil than we do to the power of God. We're more convinced that the power of devil of the devil can that can corrupt me than the power of God to keep me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Jesus sent his Holy Spirit to us as a wonderful gift. He gave it to us. He he gave us Holy Spirit. Jesus said this. He said, this gift is so significant. It is so good. It is so much in the extreme. Jesus said it was better for him to leave so Holy Spirit could come. Now, I, I need you to think about that for a moment. What kind of thing would it be to walk with Jesus in the flesh? I'm not talking about walk with him in faith. I'm not talking about walk with him in the word. I'm talking about Jesus is right here in the flesh. You could touch him. You could see him. You can ask him any question and he has every answer. What would that be like? It'd be awesome. Next time you go strolling on the water, take me with you, man. I'm in. How many know what I'm talking about? But Jesus said, the Holy Spirit who is to come is so much better that it's better than this, that it's better that I go so that he can come. That's worth the price of admission right there. The Holy Spirit comes to us with amazing blessing and benefits and power and grace. So church, let's not settle for anything that's less. Anything less than what Jesus fully intended. Amen? So I want you just for a moment, I want you to consider with me just for a moment, Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. It says this, And being assembled together with them, He, meaning Jesus, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Stop right there. He says, I don't want you to go anywhere. I don't want you to do anything. I don't want you to talk to anybody. I want you to go wait for the promise. I want you to wait for the promise. And we know as we read on in Scripture that He says, I want you to wait until you're empowered. God, help us that we do anything without the power of God. Can you say amen? God, help us that we would be about his business without his power. But he goes on and he says, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And as I read that scripture, the the thing that comes to my mind is, what did Jesus intend when he said, I want to send you the Holy Spirit. I want you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. See, I believe his intention was to fill us and to immerse us in the very essence of who he is. Isn't that what the Holy Spirit is? The Holy Spirit says, the Bible talks, Jesus talking of him says, he's not coming to to witness of himself, but he's going to testify of me. 
He's not going to talk about him. He's going to talk about me. He's going to show you what I really am like. And he does this through what our text calls the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Listen to our text again. He says, don't depart, but wait for the promise that I've told you about. I've told you about this, he said. We've talked about this. He said, John baptizes with water, and that's great, and you should do that. He says, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus was making it clear what he intended to do was to baptize us in himself, in the Holy Spirit, to be baptized, to be immersed in God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? John the Baptist prophesied about this. John the Baptist said this would happen. He said in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, he says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he, Jesus, who is coming after me, is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Man, I want that fire. I want that passion. I want, I want to burn. I, I love what, what Jonathan Edwards said years ago. He was a 1700s, somewhere in there, a 1700s, 1800s preacher. And one person came to him and said, how do you get those great crowds? And he says, I light myself on fire. And they come, watch me burn. Oh, church. That's what I'm hungry for. That's what I'm hungry for. There's no doubt in my mind that the baptism in the Holy Spirit has been made available to every person, every believer. Every believer in Christ, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is a gift to all that have given their lives to Jesus. The only requirement to receive this incredible blessing is that we have surrendered our lives to Jesus and salvation. In Acts chapter 2, Verses 37 through 38, the Bible says, Peter's, Peter's words convicted them deeply. This is right after Peter's first sermon. And he's preaching to the multitudes that have come to witness the day of Pentecost. And they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? What are we going to do with this, Peter? And Peter said, Each of you must turn from your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. See, this baptism isn't reserved for a select few people, for the chosen. How many know in the kingdom of God there are no superstars? I know in this world through technology and other things, we have elevated men and women to the point of being Christian superstars, and that's okay. There's a place for that. But let me tell you, in the kingdom of God, there are no superstars. The person that is living in obscurity is just as important as anyone that is living in in fame and fortune. Let me tell you something, church. You're important to God. God knows who you are. He knows your phone number. He knows your social security number. He knows your address. Uh, he knows your weight. He knows how what color your eyes are. He knows the hair on the top of your head or, there, or the hair that's gone. Can you say amen? He knows. He knows you. This baptism is not for those that are the high flyers. See, a lot of times we think, well, that's for a pastor or that's for that special guy. Or No, it's for you. Amen. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not some merit badge or medal we earn. The baptism is not 
And the Holy Spirit is not a level of spirituality we achieve through time and effort. It does not make us superior to others. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the fulfillment of a wonderful promise to empower our lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, it's through the baptism of the Holy Spirit that we find an incredible friend and comforter that never leaves us or forsakes us. One who brings conviction and correction without condemnation. A counselor who leads and guides in all truth, showing us great and wonderful things. A benefactor who lavishes us with gifts that empower us to accomplish his work. The Holy Spirit is one who gives insight and understanding into the unknown. And he's the one that takes us to new levels of prayer and intimacy and fellowship with the Father. That's who the Holy Spirit is. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people think, well, don't I have the Holy Spirit? I'm saved. Yes, there is the Holy Spirit at that point. But there seems to be, when you read Scripture, a second event. Because here, the disciples talking to Jesus after the resurrection, they are saved. They've encountered, if you read in, uh, in John chapter 20, it talks about a place where the Bible says Jesus said, receive the Spirit. And they received it. But it was after that that Jesus said, wait till you're endued with power. There seems to be a second event, and if you read in Acts chapter 19, and there are several other places, but probably the most clear is Acts 19. Paul comes up and he says he finds some disciples. Disciples, disciplined learners, people that are following Christ. And he says, what baptism have you been baptized with? And they said, with John's baptism. And they said, hey, Paul says, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? And they said, we didn't even know about a Holy Spirit. So there was this second event. And the Bible says they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they were baptized in the Holy Spirit and they began to prophesy. There was something that took place. It was a second event. And today what we've done is we've set aside a little bit of time so that we could allow you to experience the Holy Spirit. See, listen to me, church. Holy Spirit is not some mystical, uncontrollable, random entity showing up with little warning, little or no warning, scaring everybody in the room. That's not who He is. It's not some mystical event, but in many ways it's very practical. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit, He helps us with very real and tangible things. wants to move on you today I wonder how many are in this room today that would say you know man I'm I've struggled I'm struggling I just don't know what to do I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit so, well I was once I, I, I've been baptized I know all about that I need to be filled again do you know there's a actually a scripture in Acts chapter 4 listen to this this is wonderful this will help us today. Verse 29, it says, they're praying. The disciples are praying. They've had a bad day, basically. It says, now, Lord, look on their threats. They're being threatened. And grant to your servants that with all boldness 
they, will, they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And listen to this. And after and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. This is their second infilling. There, there is somehow another event that's taking place. You know why we need to be filled again? It's because we leak. We're leaky vessels. Some of us more leaky than others. And sometimes we need a refilling. Maybe you're here today and you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've never had that encounter. Or maybe you have. Today is your day. Today is the day that Jesus wants to just pour his spirit out upon you. So, well, what's going to happen? Well, I can tell you this. You can expect that things will be different in your life. You can expect that things are going to change. Listen, everyone is different. So every person's experience is going to be different because it's going to be unique to you. Listen to me. God is not, God is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. You say, oh man, I've, I've seen those videos of people doing wild and crazy things. If you're not a wild and crazy person, he ain't going to make you do it. He's a gentleman. Some of you may have an experience. You may feel something awesome. You may have some emotional release. You may have tears or joy or you may have a moment where it's just incredible. Some of you may not feel anything at all, but don't be, don't be fooled by not feeling anything. Let me tell you, he's there. The truth is, when you step out in faith, he moves and he'll move in your life. So I'm not here to tell you, I'm not here to pre-prescribe your experience. I'm here to tell you you can have one, whatever that may be. Because it's yours. It's your experience. It's you. It's intimate with him and the Father, with you and the Father. But there is one thing that is clear. When a person receives the Holy Spirit, there are oftentimes specific manifestations. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We'd, some do become emotional or some will express some gift of the Holy Spirit. Others will notice a change of insight on Scripture, a boldness. Look at here in Scripture. In their first encounter, they spoke in tongues. In their second encounter, they preached the Word with boldness. Both of them are the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter today what it is. Look at it. We're not going for manifestation. <laughs> If it's about the manifestation, then we have completely missed the point. Yes. It's about Him. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. So today what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to do something a little bit different. And so I'm going to ask you if you're here today and you say, you know what? I've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit. Or you have and you just want that fresh fire. You want that, in, that refilling. You want that... That, that next time, that next moment. If that's you, I want you to get out of your chair and I want you to come and I want you to find a place to stand as close as you can to the altar and I want you to just make a straight line across. People can come in behind and I want you to just come up. Don't hold back. Say, so, man, I've been struggling. Well, I can tell you, this is an answer. This is, this is something that will empower you. This is something that will move on you. Some of you are still trying to figure it out. What is this all about? Please, don't worry. 
Don't worry, come forward right now, come. Some of you need to come. There's others that need to come right now. You need God in your life. You need God to touch you. There's some in this place that you've been filled before. You need to come again. Come again. Come again. He said, what, what are you saying? I'm saying this will help you. This will help you. This will help you. Come on. It's okay. Come on. Our prayer team is going to be, our ministry team is going to be uh, uh, here behind you. If the, Those of you that are on our prayer team that comes up, if you're here and you feel led, pray for people. Just come in behind them and pray for them. Just come in. Fill in this way right here. Those of you that are coming, fill in right in here. We've got room right in here. Just come on in. Come on in. Are there others? Come on up. It's okay. We're almost done. It's all right. It's all right. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Can we sing that out again? That Can we sing, uh, uh, Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Can we sing? Let's just sing. Let's just sing this out to right Holy Spirit, you are welcome oh here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence. Lord, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come place and fill the atmosphere your glory God is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence Lord your presence Lord Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord.
thing in my hands except to say that Holy Spirit flows through me just like he flows through you 
Are you hearing me? It's not the vessel. It's not the vessel. It's not the vessel. If it's about the vessel, we're done. It's about what's in the vessel. It's what's in the vessel. Okay, and I'm going to tell you the same Holy Spirit that's in me, the same Holy Spirit that's in Billy Graham, the same Holy Spirit, he's in heaven now, so I, I don't even, can't even think on that level. I just know how good it can be here in his presence and working through the issues of faith. What is it, what is it to be like in the very presence? Oh, to stand, to sit on the Father's lap, to be able to walk into the very presence of God. Oh, that's another sermon. But let me tell you, all of that, look at, look at, look at, let me say this and I'll, I'll shut up. Here's the deal. His love is incomprehensible. You cannot know it, but he commands us to understand it. Why? Because that understanding is more than a mental ascent. It's a possession of it in our heart. It's, it's, it's the, uni- the God that measures the universe in the palm of his hand, takes up residence in my heart. That's how big I am. He's big. But he built a big container. I know you're looking at me and go, you are big. But my, I'm talking about my spirit. If you could see my spirit, man, he's buff. He's got an hourglass shape, man. He, my spirit, man, is buff. <laughs> so I choose, to, I choose to believe it. And you can't prove it wrong. Isn't it good? Do you feel that? Do you feel the freedom? That's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Look at, man, this is good. 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 Hang on, hang on. Don't go nowhere. Come here, brother. Father, right now, in Jesus' name. Everybody, stretch your hand towards our brother. Father, right now, I speak a creative miracle in this body. From the top of his head to the tips of his toes, he's healed. Everything he's healed, his bladder, his kidneys, his liver, his stomach, his esophagus, his lungs. Lord, they're healed. Every organ, every organ to be created. Every organ right now healed in the name of Jesus. Healed right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Healed. Doctors will be astounded. They won't know. He'll be a, he'll be a case for a textbook. Father, fill his mouth with the word of God. That every time he opens his mouth, he is an oracle of God. You've filled his heart, fill his mouth. As he preaches the word, multitudes will be saved. Anoint his hands to heal, to set free. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. All that he puts his hand to will prosper. She was for a long time the assistant principal at the high school here in town. 
And so I want to pray because she stands as a representative of our schools. And I want to pray for revival in our schools. I want to pray, I want to pray specifically for more than enough for Emmanuel. Emmanuel. More than enough. More than enough. That this school will literally be a blessing to all other schools. Okay? And then I want to believe that our schools will have revival. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I pray. God, as she stands in for Emmanuel. God, I pray that there will be more than enough. God, that there will be blessing, that there will be donors, God, that will come from all corners of the earth to give to this place because they believe in it. Father, that finances, God, will come. God, teachers will come. Lord, those that are there will be blessed. The children that are there will be blessed. Father, we take authority over chaos. We take authority over resistance. We take authority over criticism. And Father, we release Holy Spirit into it right now. And Father, as she stands here, we pray for all of our schools. We pray right now, Lord, that there would be blessing, blessing in our schools. Blessing, God, in our schools. Lord, that children will be saved young men and young women coming to know the Lord, that there would be a revival among teenagers, God. I pray right now, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Kathy, will you come on stage? Kathy. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Let me say this to you just before we go. Hang on just for a moment. We're almost done. Oh, thank you, Jesus. One more thing we got to do. God just told me. I don't know if you guys know this, this Larry Imus, and Larry Imus has started a ministry called Operation Veteran. And Operation Veteran really does reach out to the veterans that are wounded, that are hurting. You know, a lot of times they come home with physical wounds, but but the wounds that really last a long time are the emotional and spiritual wounds. And he has such a heart for these men and women that come back. And I don't know if you know this, but there are a lot of veterans in Mojave County. And so what we're going to do is not only are we going to pray for Operation Veteran, but we're just going to stand in proxy for all our veterans. We love our veterans. We love them. We appreciate them. The sacrifice they made, some of them, the families that released their children and their fathers and their uncles and their brothers and their dads to go, and they paid the ultimate price. We will pray for those families. We will pray blessing. So, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, Lord, we pray, God, your goodness. God, as we stand upon your word and we lift up Larry, God, we pray that your hands would be upon Operation Veteran. God, that you would anoint it, anoint my brother right now to speak. God, that when he speaks, Lord, it would be as if God were speaking. And Father, we do pray for every veteran, every family of veterans, Lord, those that are involved, Lord, whether they're currently serving or have already served or those that have paid the ultimate price, Father, we pray for their families. Lord, those that have been touched by the, the, the military in some way, Father, we pray that you would minister to them right now. God, that your glory, God, would rest upon them. And Father, we thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And when you go to that funeral of your friend, know this, my friend, you are taking the love of God with you. And know that you will be. Jesus is called the balm of Gilead. So what the balm of Gilead was is it was a heat, it was a soothing healing salve. And oftentimes in caravans they would carry that balm. So when somebody got wounded, they would put it on a wound and it would bring healing and it would bring an antiseptic and a, and a pain relieving power. You are carrying the balm of Gilead. And when you go
that not only you're going to honor your friend, this one that saved your life, this man that saved your life, you are going, is the, that's a higher call, Larry. You are, look at my friend, you are all that. You've been in the military, you've been a police officer, you've been a judge. And that, and you know what? That is a great life. But all of that pales in comparison to being a child of God, to being a son of God. And you are the vessel of the balm that will heal the veteran. Remember that in Jesus' name. I just want to say before we close, we're going to let you go back to your seat here in just a second. But I, I brought Kathy up here because together, I want to say this together. We love you. We love you. And you know what? We're, we're here today to serve you. And sometimes, I, you know, I know this doesn't have to be said. Sometimes we're human. And sometimes we trip. Sometimes we speak when we should have shut up. And we, we stay quiet when we should have said something. Sometimes we get tunnel vision and we'll be in a restaurant or, a, or we'll be in a gas station or a store and we're, we're busy getting spaghetti sauce and we forget to say hi. But please know that if you walk up to us at any given time and you give us a nice, gentle, healthy shove, we will come to and we love you. We love you. And the only reason I say that is not because it's an issue. I say that because sometimes in the church this size, I don't know everybody, but everybody knows me. And so I can be out places. And so if it just seems like I'm an airhead, it, it's true. <laughs> I'm just, I'm goofy. But I want you to know, I really believe, I, God did something this morning that hasn't ever happened to me. Normally I'm up two, three times a night through the night. I just don't sleep well most nights. And last night, I slept like a baby. I slept. I went to bed early, slept. I, I slept all the way to 5.15, and God woke me up. And then I resisted him for about 15 minutes. And I did. I sat in my bed, and because God says, I want you to go down to the church and pray. And I sat there, and I said, really? I'm not a morning person, God. What part of that haven't you figured out? He's changing that. And I came down early this morning, came in the sanctuary. I'm telling you, God spoke to me in this place. And so I want you to know, I want you to know that the page is turning here. Now you say, what does that mean? Get in line. I don't know. That means I'm a morning person now. But it means that God is going to do something. And I believe that this is a, this is, this isn't just an oasis. This is a river. See, an oasis is a place where people come, they get refreshed, and they leave. A river is flowing, and it flows, and wherever the river flows, it brings life. Okay, and that's what we are. We're a river. And when you go today, remember, go. Pay attention today. Watch for the signs and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. He will speak to you today. Amen. We're going to release you today. All of you, why don't you stand up? We're going to let you go. You guys have a great and wonderful day. Thank you for your patience today. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.